Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Sunday, May the 15th, 2022. And I would like to, and then all the great baseball, we said, you know what? Let's do a combo podcast. So if you're here for baseball, we're doing our, our MLB podcast and we're going to just run it right into the NBA podcast. We'll put a timestamp on there. If you're going to play both, then boom, you've got one stop for both sports. So Crash, how are you today? Are you ready for this exciting sports day for DFS? And then, oh, yeah. of course, your game seven for the Bucks. Yeah, I'm definitely definitely ready for that. Um, it's it's uh, one of those things where I've been nervous, but I'm excited, and you know it's it's uh, it's going to be fun. And then uh, I'll be watching the Brewers hopefully beat the Marlins in the game before that. So, yeah, hopefully. And uh, I of course have the reverse Jinx shirt. Deb couldn't yeah. make the podcast today because uh, she's going to Game Seven and she's got a bunch of stuff going on. So I'd let her know, though, it was not going to stop me from pulling out the shirt. It worked for game six for the Mavs, and now we're going to try to get it to work for game seven. So uh, we hope everybody enjoys this uh, dual podcast. I'm not sure I've seen too many of these in the industry. So please let us know what you think. If you like it, if it's something you're interested in in the future, if it's something that's not of interest to you, but again, we'll timestamp it. So you just watch the baseball one or the basketball one if that's all that you want to watch. But uh, we thought it would be a lot of fun and uh, we're excited to go over it. So uh, on your way in here, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up. That means a ton to us. Hit the little uh, subscribe button there and the alarm in the upper corner that lets you know when any of our podcasts post. That would be super uh, important to us. And I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Prize Picks. And we'll have Prize Picks selections in this podcast for both baseball and basketball. If you haven't signed up for pod, uh, Prize Picks yet, this is the time. Go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code COACHTALK, and they will match you dollar for dollar all the way up to 100 bucks on that first deposit. All right, Crash, the dual sports, the famous May 15th, dual sports podcast we are going to start with major league baseball why don't you set the scene for us there have you Mm -hmm. had a chance to look at what uh it looks like our main slates here and also uh i don't know if you've had a chance to to take a a look at the weather to see if we had any issues there yeah it looks like uh, i just got a report a second ago there's going to be a little bit of rain in the white Sox yankees game but they should play no problem um, not really seeing any other rain issues on this slate, thank God. Yeah. Um, so we've got 10 games on the main slate on FanDuel and eight games on DraftKings. Now, DraftKings doesn't have the Boston, Texas, and Kansas City, Colorado games. So those are two pretty um, important games, in my opinion. Draft games, yeah. Of course, obviously. And then with the hot weather uh, in Texas, I think that's a key game, too. So. That's pretty important um, that DraftKings doesn't have those, but hopefully that can help lower the ownership and and we can get a less chalky slate on DraftKings. Okay, excellent. All right. That's at 135 Eastern. 135 Eastern is the main main slate uh, Mm -hmm. lock. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's a single game tonight if you want to play that one in the evening. But no sense in playing that because the Mavs-Suns game is going to be on. Exactly. Who wants to watch some? you know, Sunday night baseball when you can watch game seven. 
Although we've got our Major League Baseball audience tuned in too. So, hey, yeah. you know, there, there are purists that are yeah. just baseball guys yeah. <laughs> and gals and gals. All right, let's dive into this, this sucker. We're going to do our main baseball podcast that we always do where we touch on pitchers, prize picks, BVP stacks, and HR. We'll give you some of our top plays, some of our fades. We had some solid picks yesterday, but wasn't it for me at least anyway, I wasn't able to put all the pieces together, get the right combination. So I'm looking for a bounce back today. Hopefully we give uh, give out some great winners. Why don't you start us off with your pay up pitcher for the day? Uh, I'm going to go with Alec Manoa, 10,000 on FanDuel, 9,600 on DraftKings. In four starts against Tampa last year, he had 10, 9, 10, and 7 strikeouts and never allowed more than two runs with two shutouts. So yep. um, Tampa Bay has the 10th highest strikeout rate this year, and I think that he'll be lower on than Justin Verlander. And I like him more than Nestor Cortez. He's coming off a career game. And my unfortunately, Brandon Woodruff of my Brewers has been struggling so far this season. So I, I like him more than Woodruff as well. So Manoa will be my top pitcher play on the slate. And you know what? Alex Manoa is my top pitcher play as well. So we agree completely there. 175 ERA, 0.89 whip, mm-hmm. 35 Ks already. Again, as you said, Ray strike out a lot. I actually have him as ninth. I think I updated. Yeah, they may have went up. Yeah. They, they went from 10th to 9th. Yeah. yeah. So when you got a top 10 strikeout team, uh, just, you know, I like Manoa here in this game. I think he, uh, he can step it up. And, uh, you know, I feel good about the innings and the case. So good that we agree there. How mm-hmm. about your uh, mid-level value. pitcher, value pitcher? My yeah. value pitcher is going to be Tariq Skubal. He's 9,300 on FanDuel, but he's 6,000 on DraftKings. Doesn't make sense. It makes absolutely no sense. $3,300. Okay. Oh, huh. I so, mean, it's a free square for 6K. Yeah. yeah, especially going up against Baltimore, who they've been striking out at such a high rate. He's 6K. I mean, he should be the highest owned player on the on the DraftKings site. Yeah. So. I mean, you have to eat that chalk. You you got there's just no doubt about it. I was gonna mention it pitcher. too. Yeah. And he's but I have no interest in, in him for 93. Yeah, for 93, no, no. But I mean six thousand though, that's just ridiculous. Free square. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my value pitcher. I mean, it was a free, it was given to me. So yeah, and I'll definitely use them on, on that site. The other sites, though, I'm, I'm looking at it. It's, it might be a controversial pick because, uh, you know, I did fade him last time. I didn't like the matchup as much. And it's Joe Ryan, and he had mm-hmm. three phenomenal starts. And now two starts in a row, he's got dinged around a little bit. Yeah. But I like this matchup better. Um, you know, I think he'll he'll settle back in. His price is right. So, you know, where we don't get the free square and scooball, I'll, I'll be uh, plugging in Joe Ryan. I think maybe even if he doesn't smash it as an SP2, you know, I, I feel good that he'll get some innings in and at least get it done. And we were just talking about it before the podcast. Really, if you want to cash well in some of these single entry or even the GPP plays, you really need to have a stud pitcher and at least a pitcher that performs decently mm-hmm. and then hit some home runs because – if you're missing one of those three pieces, it's hard to cash. It's really competitive. Is. And, you know, even if you have like, you know, the other day I barely cashed and I hit six homers and right. had a good pitcher. My second pitcher didn't step up and it almost cost me. So, you know, I'm starting to think, you know, it's my trend lately is trying to 
to find the SP2 that's not going to maybe smash the slate, but has less risk that you think will get good five or six innings in, scatter mm-hmm. some strikeouts in there. I mean, it's the nature of the beast in DFS uh, MLB is you you have to get those pitching uh, numbers. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my, fade pitcher, my friend. My fade pitcher is going to be Michael Kopik. He's 9,200 on FanDuel, 8,600 on DraftKings. He is coming off his best start of the year against the Guardians, but I think he could be in some trouble against the Yankees. Um, we had that Who tough isn't ball. in trouble against the Yankees? <laughs> well, apparently Dallas Keuchel because, my gosh, he somehow went avoided all that that lineup. So, um I couldn't believe that, man. That was one of the more bizarre things of the year so far for me. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, they're coming off a tough loss. Um, They have a few guys that have seen him before. Connor Falefa has three hits and three at-bats against him. Gleyber Torres has one at-bat. It was a home run. Josh Donaldson has a home run and two at-bats. And Judge Stanton and LeMahieu and Rizzo have never faced him before. So, yeah. not a lot to lean on there, but I just think that with them coming off a loss, they're going to be ticked off, and I, I think it's going to be a rough day for Kopik. Yeah, I mean, I think Kopik's got some good stuff, but that is a nightmare matchup. But mm-hmm. like you said, in baseball, I mean, Keuchel, I mean, that's yeah. that's a hard one to take. Right. You know, I, I, you know I'm almost embarrassed to say because I think everybody's going to fade him anyway, but you should. In case you're thinking about throwing him in there for anybody that remembers that Patrick Corbin can pitch well at times, mm-hmm. just fade him. He's 0-5 with a 6.06 ERA. Just there's no reason to play him. I think he's in a bad spot here. I don't know how long he'll last. Yeah. This is one of those kind of guys that you're going to see shows up on the IL here pretty soon with some kind of soreness or made-up uh, stiffness or whatever you right. want to call it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you did have any, you know, gandering of, uh, can I try Corbin and slide him in as an SP2, I would say fade him completely. I know it's no hot take, so mm-hmm. you don't have to hit me up on Twitter and say, wow, way to get out on a limb, coach. Right. <laughs> but just I mean, in case somebody has a flashback of the Corbin of old, don't right. do it. <laughs> right. I mean, we got it right yesterday with Urias, obviously, his career worst game, so. We did, although I was dead ass wrong with the old man, Charlie Morton. Oh, man. Yeah. He he was striking out the guys in the stands, for God's sake. That was crazy. I turned around and he went from two strikeouts to seven in like minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So, hey, you know what? Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. It's baseball for you. Great call on Urias, though. And I agreed, too. That was one of our... Not that he was that high owned, but right, he was. Well, you know, but... it's Dodgers. It's late game. People think, mm-hmm. well, sneak him in there. Yeah. Got to avoid those disasters because minus numbers, you're dead. Right, and it was a lot of the lefties too, which a lot of people don't think lefty lefty, but the lefties definitely hit him up. So, yep. Uh, all right, let's go on to prize picks. Prize picks. I'm, can I just go ahead and say I'm taking Patrick Corbin under 15 and a half? Mm-hmm. That's my number there. I don't okay. think I don't think he gets through five and a third innings. Yeah. So I've got Bryce Harper, which no hot take here, over seven and a half fantasy score, going against Michael Grove, who's making his Major League Baseball debut. Good luck. Welcome Bye. to the bigs. <laughs> yeah. Good luck against that lineup. 
Yeah, he'll be high on, but he's high expense on DFS. But he's a, I think I agree with he's a great play on prize picks. Yeah. I'm going right to Alex Manoa over 18. I think he gets into the seventh inning. I think he uh, gets plenty of outs here. So 18 outs for uh, Mr. Alex Manoa. Okay. I've got uh, Shohei Otani over seven fantasy scores. He's got six hits and 18 at-bats against Frankie Montas, including two home runs. So I like the over there. You're over your salary uh, allocation. Yeah, Otani. Otani. <laughs> I'm yeah. going, I'm back. This is a guy that's, he's gotten it done for me. This, I think this is the third time I've had him uh, as one of my key plays on a prize picks, but I'm going Trey Mancini over six fantasy points hitting. I think he and a couple of the other uh, uh, Hayes and a few guys go deep. I like uh sneaky little Baltimore stack in there. I like that. I know it's, it's against somebody that is only 6,000 bucks that we talked about, but right. You know, We'll yeah. see. No, that's okay. Um, so you've got three. Is that right? I did. I I pulled an extra one. You don't have to pull an extra one if you don't want to. I just, I, I like up. both pitching sides so much, and I always try to throw a hitter in there. So I just wanted to throw a bonus in. I'll take, uh, I'll take Kyle Wright over five strikeouts. I think he can get over that number. Bounce. Yeah, he could bounce back here. I mean, if Charlie Morton can do it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're no Morton and Keuchel, but, you know, maybe we can yeah. get. Uh... <laughs> All right, excellent. Let's move on to BVP. BVP is going to be Starling Marte. He's 3,400 on FanDuel, 5,000 on DraftKings, 350 with seven hits and 20 at-bats against Robbie Ray, four singles, a double, a triple, and a home run. So that would be a cycle if he did it all in one game. So Really? You mean like Mr. Uh... – Christian Yelich. Yelich, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know that I read something? He's the first guy to do it three times. Three times, uh, but there was Against another the same team, I think. Right, it was something yeah. odd like that. There was somebody like eighteen hundred and something had done it like that, but yeah, uh, absolutely awesome. Um, my BVP, I, I I'm, st I'm sticking with. Uh, Let's see here. I switched it at the last minute. Oh, it's Tim Anderson I, against uh, Cortez. I think, yeah. you know, he's he's shown he can hit him, batting 400 against him. I, I'm a big Tim Anderson guy. Uh, I think Cortez, I don't think he's, you know, a solid SP1 today. I think he's going to get, you know, this game's going to have some runs in it. Mm -hmm. And I think Anderson's usually the straw that stirs that drink. So yeah. I'm going Tim Anderson. Yeah, I like some of those White Sox bats today. Um, stacks? Stacks. Okay, so obviously we have the Rockies against Daniel Lynch and Coors. We have the Yankees against Michael Kopik. I like Toronto against Jeff Springs and the Tampa Bay bullpen. Okay. Um, and I also, as a GPP stack, I like the lefties for the Pirates against Hunter Green. Um, the lefties from the Brewers got to him really, you know, strong recently and, and yeah. i kind of see these uh power hitters like vogelback and josh van meter and sawinski this young kid that they've got um that can get him pretty good they're lefties so i like those guys they're probably not going to see hardly any ownership but i like them no i think i think that's a, a smart play there there are a couple that i like uh i'm gonna i'm not gonna be heavy stacking like four or five mans today Mm -hmm. I know that is the way to go. And if you're playing 150 lineups, 
you know, you've got to have some combinations of that. But in hand building, I'm going to move around a little bit uh, on this uh, slate. I think, I think the Phillies against the rookie uh, Grove, I think is going to are a nice little stack. They can get hot and and really string some hits together. Uh, as much as Arizona can be hit or miss, I, I like them against the Cubs today and Justin Steele. Uh, I think there's enough Arizona righties in that lineup that cause, can cause some trouble. Of course, you know, everybody's going to be diving on Colorado, and rightfully so. It makes perfect right. sense. So however, you know, how many Colorado players you can get to, mm -hmm. I think is, is smart. And it's going to be chalky, but it may be very necessary. But I have two, I'm going to play two little mini stacks that I don't think are going to get, I mean, super low single digits ownership here. And I like a, a stretch of a couple of the righties for Baltimore. I like Mancini, Santander, Hayes, uh, that little group in the middle, I think can be sneaky. Now, you know, playing against Scooball, I, I, I'll probably play that Baltimore stack on FanDuel where I, I don't use Scooball. It's where where is he cheapest? The six DraftKings. He's right. he's six thousand. So, yeah. So I'll use the stack on on Fandle, but not on DraftKings. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned the guy the this the little mini stack that I think they're going to score runs today, and that's the Pirates. Yeah. You know they're you know they've got a couple of good sticks there, like you said, to start off with Gamble and Hayes uh, yeah, Reynolds. Gamble I mean, from the yeah. left hand side, and then in the middle you have Vogelbach and. Sitsugo, Zawinski, and, and yeah. you know, they've got a lot of lefties, and uh, I think they'll score some runs on green today. And I also like, um, I didn't mention them, the Rangers against um, the the bullpen guy from Boston. I can't remember his name, but it's going to be 95 degrees when that game Yeah. Starts. Tanner Houck? No, I don't think it's Tanner Houck. Um, oh okay. Oh, he's not the he's the primary. He, he he may not throw the first inning or two. Is that what you're saying? Is that what they're doing? They're using the opener. I think they're using an opener. Okay, that my that understanding would, is how change. Gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna look at that because that would change it for me. Because because Hawk's gonna be the primary, pitcher. I believe. Yeah, Hawk's been a decent pitcher, so that would change it for me. Okay, a little bit. Um, so double check that, that one. For yeah, sure. I'm it right now. Um, while you're doing you're right. that, you're right. Hawk is yeah. going to be their, their guy. Uh, yeah, I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. I, I think okay. that, that heat and, uh, they, they do have some bats, some lefties that can hit him. So the, the question is, are they going to have the roof open or closed? That's something we'll check. Yeah. Because when it does get in the nineties, a lot of times that's the whole reason they built that park. Because mm -hmm. I've sat in that sun in the 90s and hundreds in Texas, and it's tough. Yeah. So a lot of times if it gets that warm, which it is in Texas, they'll close it and make it a nice, you know, 71 degrees and everybody's happy. So mm -hmm. stay in touch with us on Discord and we'll we'll follow that. We'll make sure that pitching rotation that that uh, Boston's going to use with the opener and then how and then the the. uh the ceiling closed or open. We'll make sure that we, we get that done. Yeah. Um, all right. HR call, man. I'm going with a weird one. I'm, I know I'm, I think uh, Carrasco is going to give up a few bombs. Uh, mm -hmm. That's one guy that I thought about using uh, uh, as a fade pitcher, but 
I decided to go elsewhere, but I think Seattle is going to hit him up a little bit. And my home run uh, call on is Eugenio Suarez. Eugenio Suarez. Okay. Seattle. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to go with, I was going to go with um, Starling Marte against Robbie race on the flip side of that game, but I'm going to go with Daniel Vogelback against Hunter Green. I think that he's got a similar swing to Rowdy Telez, who really gave him problems. And so I like Vogelback to hit a home run today. Yeah, he hit one yesterday way over the fence, went up over on the A at the very top yeah. of the Pirates. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. He's got some He's got some pop. For sure. All right, man. Anything we'll switch else? Hats here. Yeah. What's that? So I guess we'll switch hats here and, and switch over to our, our NBA podcast. <laughs> yeah. Anything else with baseball that you can think of? No, I think I think we covered it pretty well. Well, like you said, we'll have to check and see if that open if that uh, roof's going to be open or not in Texas. But yeah, we'll double check it for sure. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, that uh, wraps up our MLB DFS podcast and prize picks of the day. And now for the first time ever, we're going to transition right into DFS Coach Talk's NBA podcast. So I hesitated enough. We can put the timestamp in there. And if yeah. you're joining us for NBA action, you just get two game sevens that mean everything today. Right. And are like the most exciting uh, thing in sports. Game sevens in the NBA are you cannot have more intensity than than in these two games. So mm -hmm. super excited for that. I first want to thank our presenting sponsor, Prize Picks, for our baseball podcast. Go to prizepicks.com, hit that promo code uh, Coach Talk, and then you get dollar for dollar match on your first $100 deposit. Our NBA podcast today is going to be sponsored by betus.com.pa. If you're looking to wager on anything and you name it, you can wager on it. I've been there 16 years. Great company, great organization. Just go to betus.com.pa, sign up with a minimum first deposit of $79, and then you get a free one-month membership to DFS Coach Talk. That's a $75 value in itself. So it's basically like getting a free roll on BetUS. And just make sure you use that promo code Coach Talk. I think you'll definitely love it. All right, man, no further ado. Here we go into the breakdown that are the two biggest games in our NBA seasons. That's Crash mm -hmm. and I. Uh, and if you're just joining us for the baseball, uh, basketball part of this, I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And the gentleman next to me here is Josh Crash Davis. Bucks fan, Mavs fan, Game 7s, the reverse jinx orange shirt. He's got the Fear the Deer hat. Dirk's up here behind me cheering and yelling. We got everything ready to go. Yeah. So I've been sending Deb that, you know, the Lion King where the lion yeah. holds up the cub with right. Dirk holding up Luca. So we're, <laughs> we're bringing out everything we can here for this. Yeah. I need all, all the right, help sir. Yeah. Exactly. So we've got two intense games. The first game, uh, it's an afternoon game uh, at uh, 3.30. It's mm -hmm. the Milwaukee Bucks at the Boston Celtics. It is Boston minus five, and it's a 206 and a half total. So I'll let you know in the second game, Phoenix is favored by six and a half, and it's mm. a 205 total. So in essence, you can throw everything out the window on spreads yeah. and totals. 
It doesn't matter because everything's equal here, basically. Uh, there's a little bit of a smidge difference. I mean, you've got, it's incredible though. You've got the implied total for Boston, 105.75. In the second game, you have the implied total for Phoenix at the exact 105.75. Mm. But the implied total for the Bucks, 100.75 and Dallas, 99.25. So if there's anything you can tell from these numbers at all, it would slight edge Boston and Phoenix, maybe that extra guy if you're between a Celtic or Sun versus a yeah. Mavericks or Buck, you may want to go the Celtic Sun side. But other than that, it's pretty much a free for all, you know? Mm hmm. Definitely. Injury wise, Chris Middleton remains out. Hauser out for Boston. Robert Williams listed as questionable. So that's the first question I want to ask you in this mix. Any expectations with Williams for you? Uh, let me check real quick because I I have uh... I before the pod I checked everywhere and it was questionable, questionable game time decision, questionable. So it's it is out there. It, it is an interesting question and it's an important question. Mm-hmm. It says he's upgraded to questionable. Was he not? I thought he was questionable already. When when he very first was uh put on there he was listed as doubtful and then uh -huh. early yesterday they moved him to questionable okay. so i don't know if we're going to have that answer is what it's going to come down to yeah and so that's something we're going to have to follow because it makes a big difference on that rotation in the interior for boston right. definitely does um i mean i would think he would play but you know with it being a game seven but we'll have to find out what they yeah they decide um well, let's dive Middleton into the play, which I was hoping he could. But. Yeah, let's dive into the Boston side. I'll give you a quick uh, gander at the stats uh, from the last game. We know Tatum went out of his mind. Seventeen from for thirty-two, shot fifty-three percent, hit seven threes, had nine yeah. rebounds, four assists, a block. So it was it was the Tatum and Giannis show. Yeah. Is it going to be the Tatum and Giannis show again? Is the question. Grant Williams for the second game in a row, goose egg from the field. So mm -hmm. whether Robert Williams or plays or not, Grant Williams is officially dead to me as the coach of DFS Coach Talk. So Grant, take your bags, pack them, go to Cancun early, leave us alone. After that, how about the Al Horford deal? We both mm -hmm. called it. We said Milwaukee's going to play their defense around Al here. He went one for six from the field in 38 minutes. Yeah, so, he scored two points. That's incredible. Yeah. So it's Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, over 40 minutes each, Jason Tatum, 42. Basically, it was those three guys are bust. And then you had Derek White, the only other guy of any substance here. But he's made a statement in these last two games. He didn't blow up the stat sheet, but he played almost 30 minutes. Yeah. So at his price, I'll let you break up Boston now and give us your feed. It seems like White might be the value play we were looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I like Derek White as a value option. Um, Marcus Smart, I feel like he's going to cool off soon. I mean, he's he's been red hot. Uh, he was five or uh, yeah, five of nine from three. Yeah, eight of 16 uh, in game six with 21 points, five rebounds and seven assists for 40 DraftKings points. I don't yeah, see I him doing that again. Um, Horford, even though he only had two points, he had like, 
I think four blocks and a couple steals. He he still had over 30 DraftKings points. So it's not like he had a terrible game. Right. So I did want to mention that. Um Jalen Brown, I, I think that he's in a good spot. I think he could have a really nice game today. He's 8,500 on FanDuel, 8,300 on DraftKings. We're going to have to choose basically between uh, on DraftKings. They're very similar price between him, Holiday, and uh, Booker, and Chris Paul. They're all right around the same price. So right. um, one of those guys, I think. And then Tatum, I mean – for me, I'd rather just pay up for Giannis. I know he's a thousand more on FanDuel and, and I think two thousand more on DraftKings, but um, I don't expect Tatum to have almost seventy fantasy points in this game. I think he's going to be somewhere around fifty to fifty-five, maybe you know, maybe more. But I think Milwaukee's going to make some adjustments like they did with Horford and try and slow Tatum down. And uh, I think that he's going to be a strong play, but I don't think he's going to be the guy that I want to pay up for. Uh, when you have a slate with Giannis and Luka Doncic, so yeah, it. I mean, this is the toughest. I tried to build a lineup before the podcast, mm-hmm. and I just I got to the point where I said, "Oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do." Yeah, it's I mean, tough. I know that's yeah. not what you want to hear. You've tuned in to listen to expertise <laughs> yeah. here, but I'm just being honest. I mean, this is so hard today because the salaries mm-hmm. are so high. Yeah. Yeah, I, I took like I think literally like two hours last night building lineups, so it was tough. It is. I mean, you've got to leave off some superstars that could take down the slate. I mean, it's that mm-hmm. simple. So, I mean, if anything, maybe this at least for me, I, you may have some more definitive picks, but this this hopefully gives you some good feel and some good talking points and helps you make decisions, but. You, if you listen to us daily, I'm very definitive in my picks. I'll say, I love this guy. This mm-hmm. guy's 100% fade. Why would you not take these two guys and build around him? It is a different scenario for me today because, you know, with the, the higher price guys, starting with Giannis and Luca, how do you leave one of those guys off? It's, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, but if you take them both, then nobody else at all, like Tatum's and Paul's and Booker's and Brown's you can't take any of them really Mm -hmm. so it it really comes down to build today so again I'm not trying to dodge anybody I love or hate as we're talking about these games I think it's one of the tougher builds of the season the way that it's come down to and then in an elimination game you're going to have a lot of guys play 40 plus minutes because this Mm -hmm. is it yeah so definitely I mean I I would strongly recommend if you can get Tate, if you're going to go with not the Luca uh, Giannis builds or just mm-hmm. one of them, you know, without question, Tatum and Brown. I mean, yeah. playing one of the two, we've talked about it since the beginning of the year. One of the two is generally going to go off to some extent. Uh, they're the two first and second options on every play for them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to go down one notch, I think Horford and Smart are both very good plays. I yeah. think Horford is going to get the minutes and he's not going to just make one basket again. So there yeah. is some upside there with Horford. I sort of like him, but mm-hmm. his price has gone up. Uh, I agree with you that, that smart regresses, but who's more of a bulldog than smart in an elimination yeah. game in Boston. Right. So, I right. mean, he's very tempting. And then of course, white as the value play, they seem to really, trusted in him as you know the fifth guy on the court a lot of the time mm-hmm. you know they, they've gone small and they've gone a few different uh lineups 
And then the wild card in all this crash is what the hell? What if Robert Williams does play? Yeah. Now you've got a whole other entity. And let me ask you this. Do you think if he does play, that would actually hurt Boston because of the way their rhythm is and everything? Offensively? You know, he's such a great interior defender and a finisher and shot blocker. I mean, I don't think it would hurt them, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to be a difference maker because I think what he brings them defensively on the interior and his ability to leap and finish, he's obviously not going to be, if he does play, it's not going to be at a hundred percent. Yeah. So I wouldn't let it shift a ton, but I agree with you that it may take a little bit away of that small lineup with Horford, Tatum, you know, Brown, Smart, right. and White. And right. that rhythm, I think, scares Milwaukee a little bit. So, you know, it's sort of a wash if he plays or not, but mm-hmm. it does, you know, I don't think I'd go with Horford if Robert Williams plays just right. because even if he gets that 20 or 22 minutes or whatever they try to squeal out of him there, uh, I think it would take enough away rebounding and stuff uh, from Horford. And it may make the difference. I know it sounds silly, but it may make the difference between Brown or Tatum for me because Tatum tends to rebound better when William Robert Williams isn't in the game. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So follow that closely because there's a lot of things, decisions to be made there. Yeah, where it could affect uh, the game, though, I was just thinking about this, is it could affect Bobby Portis on the other side if Williams plays because he's a more, you know, Williams is more is a younger, more energetic, more athletic guy. Right. Uh, that could keep up with Bobby more. So, Do you think that would cause a ripple effect for maybe Portis to get more minutes over Lopez? Maybe. I mean, Portis has been getting more minutes lately anyway, but right. in the last two games anyway, but yeah. Yeah, good. So we have to follow that closely. Again, we'll be in Discord. Come and join us, dfscoachtalk.com. You can sign up for as little as a three-day pass for 10 bucks. Come and join us. We'll be breaking this stuff down all the way until tip, and mm-hmm. we'll be posting full lineups for FanDuel and Yahoo, Coach's Clipboard, or uh, – for this, probably the just the main starting five lineups on DraftKings. All of that will be posted for you as well. All right, let's move to your Milwaukee Bucks, and I'm not even going to talk at all. I'm just going to let you break okay. the Bucks down for us, and then I'll chirp in at the end. Okay. So obviously, Giannis is twelve thousand on both sites. Um, I'm not sure exactly how much he's going to have left in the tank by the end of this game, but I do know that he's going to leave it all on the floor. He's the top play on the slate for me. Uh, I don't see how you could fade him in any format. He's going to have, you know, if he has a bad game, quote unquote, he's going to have, you know, 60 fantasy points, which is going to be close to the top play on the slate anyway. So I agree. And he had a smooth 80 the last time. Yeah, he had 80 last time. I don't expect 80, but (laughs) um, somewhere, you know, somewhere around 60, 65, somewhere around there is kind of what I expect from him. Um, And then Holiday. Uh, he's, he's been playing well in Boston. Um, he had 50 fantasy points in game one and 53 in game five. And so I think that he's a strong play. He had his worst game of the series in game six. And I think he bounces back. Uh, he did go seven to 17 from the field, but he only had two rebounds and four assists. So he didn't have those peripherals that he had been getting earlier in the series. So holiday is, you know, like I said, it's between him, Booker and Jalen Brown. Um, they're all priced about the same. 
So you got to choose there. Um, I like Bobby Portis. He's only 5,000 on DraftKings. I like that price. They're going to have to have somebody step up as the third guy. He's one of the top candidates. And the other guy for me is Pat Connaughton, 4,500 on FanDuel, 4,400 on DraftKings. He played 33 minutes in game six, uh, 14 rebounds or 14 points, four rebounds, two assists. And uh, I think he's actually going to be put in the starting lineup. Uh, Do you really? Yeah, I do. I think he's a good starting lineup. I think they're going to take Grayson Allen out. Allen's uh, minutes have been trending down. And uh, he played the the least amount of minutes he's played in the series in the last game with only 22. So I think that Pat Connaughton's going to move into the starting lineup. That's what I think is going to be their move that they make uh, adjustment-wise. So, Well, if Robert Williams starts, though, let's just say he's back and it's uh-huh. – it's Williams and Horford. I w- I'm thinking they'd go to Portis again. Yeah, if if Williams starts, I think they probably would go to Portis. You know, but right. they still could do. Um, let me think about this. They could they could put Holiday and then um, Connaughton and and Giannis and Portis and Lopez. But then that means if Lopez guards Horford, then. Connaughton's going to have to guard Williams or vice versa, which would be a little tough. Okay. So I think that's something we want to well, watch. I, so, I then, just, so then they would have Wesley Matthews then, and they would have Giannis and Portis. Yeah. So they could still do that. I mean, they, they could, could do it. Connaughton to shooting guard. I don't think that's a big, you know, stretch. The only, only concern I'd have with Coach Bud is he's used Connaughton mid-30s throughout this series, and for most of the year – Coming off the bench, sometimes you don't want to screw up the guy's mojo, yeah. you know? Yeah, sometimes that, that that is the case. But Grayson Allen's actually played better off the bench, so I don't know. It's interesting. We'll see. I'll, say, I'll say this, and you, you tell me if I'm wrong. Don't play Wesley Matthews, Brooke Lopez, Grayson Allen, George Hill. Just don't play those guys. I don't mm. see how you play them. I mean, they combined for like six buckets the last game and just chewed up a lot of wasted time on the floor, in my opinion. Well, I will say this uh, for Wesley Matthews. I think he'll be on the floor a lot. Um, He's pretty much been the best defender against Tatum. They were able to match up uh, Tatum with Grayson Allen and George Hill a lot in game six, and I think Wesley Matthews will be on him, and I think Drew Holiday will be on him in this game. Um, So I do think at 3,400 on DraftKings, He's one of the only guys that I even remotely consider in that price range. I mean, a lot of the guys in that price range on DraftKings are not even playing any minutes at all. So right. he is a value option for me just because the the uh, pricing on this slate is so tough that I think you need a guy like that to make some of the lineups work. But yeah. I mean, I'm with you on Giannis. I mean, I just, you know, uh, you can hit the record button from game one to game seven. Yeah, <laughs> or you know, playback, and I say the same thing every single time. How do you not start with Grace uh, uh, with Giannis? Last mm-hmm. game, I said, you know, if you want to chase seventy-five to eighty DFS points, go for it. Well, I didn't think he'd really score eighty, but yeah. he did. Yeah, so you could go back and listen to it. And again, do you want to chase <clears throat> seventy to seventy-five? <clears throat> Maybe you do with Luca, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I I yeah. think Giannis is the top play on the slate. You know, eat the cash. I again, you know, he should be 13 6 or 13 8 mm-hmm. the way he dominates. So I'm starting every lineup with Giannis. The only decision for me in this game 
is do I sacrifice a key play in the next game to take Drew Holiday? Because yeah. what is, what has really become apparent here is, and it wasn't like this last year, and that's why I think Milwaukee may be in trouble. And I don't, I, I hate to say that to you because I think yeah. the Mavs may be in trouble too. But Giannis and Holiday are pretty much a two man show. I mean, mm -hmm. I know that they're getting a little bit. Uh, from Portis off the bench and Connaughton off the bench. And those guys are the two options for the cheap value play. Yeah. I, I mean, every big shot, every big penetration to the hoop or jump, even mid-range shot, it's Giannis and Holiday every mm -hmm. single time. And it seemed like it was spread out more last year. You'd get DiVincenzo contributing. You'd have Brooke Lopez playing at a different level than he is now. Yeah. You know, all kinds of guys stepping up, but that's what makes me almost want to say, I want to try to get Giannis and Holiday in there mm -hmm. and, and just take those two and expect, I mean, they combined for 48 shots this time. They've combined for over 50 shots multiple times in the series. And if Milwaukee is going to stay in this game and have a chance to win it, both of those guys are going to have to have big games. Yeah, I mean, you can pretty much count on 100 fantasy points between the two of them, I think. So. Well, I, if I'm going to play both, I need 125. Yeah. I need I need a 75-50. That's what mm -hmm. I'm looking for. Yeah. Or, or you know, 80-45 or, you know, 70-55, mm -hmm. whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I, think, yeah. they, I think they can get that, uh, but that's the big decision. And if I didn't go with Holiday – it would be either Connaughton or Portis for me. Mm -hmm. All right, man, that's it. Let's go to second game on the slate. Dallas Mavericks, Phoenix Suns. It's an 8 p.m. Eastern game. Uh, again, Phoenix favored by 6.5, 205 total. 99.25 implied for Dallas. 105.75 for the Phoenix Suns. Nobody out for Phoenix. Hardaway remains out for Dallas. So everybody's in. Same scenario that we had before. And let's talk about, about the Dallas Mavericks. So my, first, my, my one and major question to you, can you feasibly build a lineup with Giannis and Luka that's, that's going to be at least competitive? Yeah, I did it last night. I did it. And you, and you feel okay about it? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because I and which site were you able to do that on, or or multiple? Uh, I think I actually did it on DraftKings, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah. Let me see. I'm and just it, saying because I I in in messing with it. No, it I, was it was it was FanDuel. I don't think yeah. I could do it on DraftKings. Um, right. That's what I thought because. I, I couldn't do it on DraftKings or Yahoo and feel like I had a chance. Now, mm -hmm. maybe on FanDuel, you can squeal it by barely, but it's it that's going to be the brutal thing for me because I'm starting with Giannis, and I just don't know if I can get to Luka. Now, I if anybody can do it and feel good about their build, I mean, have you remembered a, a – two games slate where there's ever been two more dominant players. No. And, and that's what I was going to say is we haven't had during the playoffs, we haven't had the situation where Giannis and no. they used to play on different days. Correct. So when they play on the same day, um, it makes it really tough. It really does. It really does. I mean, I, I think the optimal 
and this is just I this is what I think. If you're playing, you know, big tournaments and looking for big takedowns, your optimal, in my opinion, is going to have Giannis and Luca, and you just happen to pick the best value guys that perform. Mm-hmm. I mean, See, I think I, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, I have a little bit of concerns um, about Luca, and the reason why is because in games two through five. He had 52.8, 59.8, 57.3, and 51.3. None right. of those are going to be good enough. He's going to have to have 65 to 70 if you're going to pay off having him and Giannis in the same lineup. Yeah. Or more. Um, because, you know, Giannis is 12K. He's 11.6. I mean, there's just not a lot of salary left if you do that. So that's my thinking with that. Um I actually like I actually like Devin Booker, I think, more than Luca. Um, I think oh, this, this podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is gonna be his defining moment, one of his defining moments of his career in this game. So and he's still a baby, dude. He's like yeah. 22, 23 years old. He's a baby. Right. Um, you know, I, I hate to say it, but I you know, if I had to turn my lineup in at this moment. It probably wouldn't have Luca. I'd probably have Giannis, and that's devastating because if Dallas wins, it is going to have to be one of those yeah. heroic seventy-some fantasy point gains from Luca. Right. And you know what? I mean, I wouldn't put anything past the kid. Every time I've said, "Well, he," there's no way he can accomplish that or accomplish this. Mm-hmm. Do you know he's had more twenty-five point real point games in a row? than any other player in playoff history other than Michael Jordan. Yeah, I know. It's it's I'm, crazy. And and it's so hard for me to fade him. But if he hadn't had such a big game in game six, I think I'd feel better about it. They got like, an extra day rest. Yeah, they did get an extra day of rest. That's true. Uh, but, you know, it's just with Giannis, I mean, he's so active. He's always getting rebounds and blocks and steals. And I mean, he, oh, I think he's the better play. Yeah. I, the question is, can you sacrifice to make him Luca the sack? I think that's the decision everybody has to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to start with Giannis. Can you build with Luca to get a good enough lineup or on the places you can't? Can you find the next guy after Luca? whether it be the Tatum or Paul or Booker or Holiday or, you know, I don't know. But finding a combination of those guys to fill in to get to that number is going to be the key. But yeah, I, I do – I will have probably both sides of that, you know, the the Giannis, Luca and value plays, and then the Giannis and going down to, you know – get the booker or mm-hmm. whomever. Now I'm, I'm not going to go, well, we'll talk about Phoenix when we get there. So let me yeah. give you my take on Dallas. I mean, Bullock was phenomenal for me last time. He finally hit threes. And it was funny. Cause I, I called Dawson and Bullock was like, Oh, for four from three. And I was like, he's killing us. If he doesn't make threes, we're done. Mm-hmm. And then he greens seven, you know, five threes, make seven shots yeah. and yeah. gets 19 real points. Now, is is that you know feasible? I mean, it is because he's a, a streak shooter. So I don't think he's a bad play at all at over forty minutes. Mm-hmm. I will say the guy that I think you got to put a star by though is Dorian Finney-Smith. He'll get forty-five minutes in this game. He only played twenty-five last game. Everybody's going to say, "Wow, what a terrible game!" Well, he had foul trouble, and 
it was just a terrible game for him. I think he's a nice play for value. Yeah. Do not, like I've said all series, do not play Dwight Powell. Brunson, of course, you know, he's the, the guy that's the, he, he's the guy that has to help uh, Luca. I mean, he, yeah. he has to make more than six shots. Mm-hmm. He only had one rebound, two assists. It was a bad game for Brunson. Uh, I think he bounces back here. If, and let's face it, if, if Dallas has a chance here, not only is Luke going to have to have his, you know, game that really statement game, Brunson's yeah. going to have to also go alongside of him. The, this, the third guy, I think, in the mix, I still am back in Maxi Kleba. I know, you know, he was he had three threes, but only played 25 minutes. I think you're going to see him play like 35, 38 mm-hmm. minutes all in here. I think he's a good backup. I wouldn't go beyond that, though. Uh, Dinwiddie, I know he's cheap. He did make some important shots in that game, but I just don't see him getting enough minutes because Luca and Brunson are going to be out there in absolute load. Don't yeah. play Bertans. Don't play Nidalekina. So it really comes down to, you know, Luca, of course. And then after that, you know, if you can afford Brunson, if not, you want to go cheaper, you've got the Bullock, Finney Smith option or mm-hmm. one that I prefer, Maxi Kleba. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, Dinwiddie was uh, five of seven from three in that last game in game six. But before yeah. that, I mean, Phoenix had really held him in check. Yeah. So. He only played 20 minutes, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I had the same guys. I had Finney Smith, Kleba, Brunson, and Luca. So, yeah. All right, let's go to the Suns, man. Let's talk them down. Where's Deb, <laughs> you're not here to defend this. Results yeah. Orange down with the orange. <laughs> um. All right. So, so I'll start with this and I'm not saying he's a bad play, but Cam Johnson hasn't really been playing all that well. Uh, That's an understatement. He's, he's a value terrible. play, but yeah, he hasn't been, you know, even for his price, you know, really putting up the numbers. Uh, I'd rather go to somebody like Pat Connaughton or Kleba uh, for that price. But I do like Chris Paul, 7,700 on DraftKings. I don't think he's going to struggle in a game seven at home. I have a hard time believing that, even though he has been struggling of late. Um, so I definitely like Chris Paul. He's a little bit cheaper than Holiday and, and uh, Booker, obviously, and Jalen Brown. And then, like I said, Devin Booker is, is my third favorite play on the slate behind Giannis and Luka. So I really like Devin Booker. He went 0 for 4 from 3, had an 8 turnover game last game. I yeah. think he's going to bounce back in a big way and have his best game of the series. So I hope you're wrong, but you may be right. I'll tell you though. I thought of all the games in the series, Phoenix looked totally discombobulated in that game six. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dallas just really destroyed him. And I, I know Phoenix is really going to come out here fired up and really angry at that last game, but let's face the facts. Dallas's defense has been a bear to them. Yeah. And Reggie Bullock has agitated the hell out of Chris Paul. He had four assists and five turnovers. So this, I mean, he, you could look months and months and months of statistics for Chris Paul and for his turnover ratio to be higher than his assist ratio. I mean, people aren't talking about it that much, Mm -hmm. but Paul has been just totally stymied in this series. Now, I'm not saying that to jinx myself that he's going to go berserk. It's a game seven. He's a veteran. But you know what? 
It's a game seven. He's 37 years old. He's been dogged this whole time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how fresh he is. So yeah. I'm not going Chris Paul. I'd much rather go Drew Holiday. The guy mm-hmm. that I'm terrified of is Devin Booker. I agree with you. He is an assassin, that guy. And he got 17 shots up. I think he gets up 25 shots in this game. Mm-hmm. He's my favorite son. Uh, I think he's going to make multiple threes that may come up in our prize picks uh, yeah. call after going over. And he's been more active with the peripherals as well. So yeah, he's, he's the key guy. Obviously, um, Mikhail Bridges has been a pretty hellacious offensive slump. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the one good game, but I'm not super confident there. Jay Crowder, he's playing really hurt, but he's gutsy. So he's playing. So it makes it hard to go to him. I guess the the key factor here is DeAndre Ayton. I think he'll, yeah. and I've said it every game, he's the difference maker, I think, in this series. He did get 16 shots up, 10 for 16 with 11 rebounds. That's the guy that can really burst the bubble for the Mavericks. If mm-hmm. if they do focus on getting him the ball, I mean, he could have a easily have 25, 28 real points, you know, 12, 14 rebounds. But, you know, with eight and you don't always know what you're going to get. But he's the guy at center that I'm leaning towards just because I think he could be dominant. He did get over 30 minutes now, which is great. Yeah. And for some bizarre reason, I don't know what he did, but Ma- uh, JaVel McGee is in Monty Monty's uh, doghouse. He didn't even get in. <laughs> so yeah. he's got Bismack Biombo as the only backup center, basically, if you're going to mm-hmm. play anybody here. He got 15 minutes. Yeah. But I think they go longer with Aiton than they normally do, being that it's an elimination game. Biombo, if you want to, as a flyer, last guy in, if you're trying Giannis and Luka lineups, I get it. Three Landry Shamit, same thing as the backup point guard to Paul, got 17 minutes. Yeah. But I've given up on Cam, and I don't think Bridges, Crowder are the right plays. For me, it's buy up for Booker and Ayton, fade Paul, and maybe as a cheap play in desperation mode to Shamit or Biombo. But that's it for me on the Suns. Okay. I like Aiton over Al Horford. Um, I, I think that he's probably 6,900 on FanDuel, so he's cheaper there, and he's also cheaper on DraftKings. So um, I like Aiton more. And then I, I do like Bridges a little bit. He's had some decent games in this series, so I, I like him a little bit. Uh, 5,500 on DraftKings. I like that price for him. Yeah, Cam Johnson, I'm with you there. And Jay Crowder's, you know, kind of faded out of this series of late. So I'm not as high on him. And then Biombo, I mean, he's 3K on DraftKings. So it's kind of a, you know, free square. So it's probably the way you have to go if you're going yeah. to Luca. He could be, if, you know, if you really want to get, make it work, you, you know, you may have mm-hmm. to go to a few of those reach guys and hope that they can perform. Because, you know, Biombo's no, you know, sure thing. But if he gets 18 minutes somehow, or let's say Aiton gets in foul trouble, I mean, yeah, that could be a key factor. But I don't think it's wrong to play Aiton and Biombo, by the way, either. If you really are trying to make it work, it's not ideal. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I think you can at least try if you needed to. All right, Chief, what else? Prize picks. Prize picks. Yep. Prize picks NBA. You know, I mean, we're doing got, here, I've got three. 
let's mention first of all you want to tell them that taco give it's not even a taco it's just a oh yeah giveaway. it's a free square is what it is it's a free 100 free square yeah free uh up to 25 dollars in entry fees that you can use on it it's 0.5 points for luka Doncic, which he'll do in the first minute of the game so. Yeah, I mean it's it's literally a free square, but yeah. again, twenty five dollar max. But hey, free money's good money in my book. Exactly. exactly. So play that for sure. You yeah. want to give your first prize picks play? Yeah, my first prize picks play is going to be Grayson Allen under thirteen and a half fantasy score. <laughs> I know this is the one that got me that bet, but um, <laughs> he's gone under this number in four of the last five games. He only had seven fantasy points in game six. I think he'll see his minutes reduce more in this game. Played a series low, 22 minutes in game six. I also think, like I said before, he's going to be moved to the bench. So um, I think Connaughton's going to get all those minutes. So I like that under at 13 and a half. You have no idea how much joy that you picked that brings me. Because, <laughs> just because of the, you know, the the weight that was on you with Grace and Allen for that. Right. Hilarious. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I am going to go with Luka Doncic over nine and a half rebounds. I I think Luka gets a triple-double today. Okay. Now, that doesn't say he's going to get the 75 that we need, but I think mm -hmm. he gets a triple-double today. I like him with over nine and a half rebounds. Okay. My other play, because I'm pretty sure that I have the same play as you for the for the other plays. Like I said, I have three plays. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to go with Jason Tatum over 48 fantasy score. I do think the Bucks are going to do a good, you know, a better job slowing him down in this game. But I, I still think he's going to get 33 to 35 points, five to seven rebounds, four to six assists, you know. So I think he's going to be in the 55 area for fantasy score. Excellent. This one breaks my heart. But again, you you play DFS and prize picks with your brain, not your heart. Yeah. I'm taking Devin Booker over 27 and a half real points. Okay. So you didn't have the one that I thought you might. So. I think Devin Booker is going to score over 30 in this game. I And it hurts me to say so. Yeah. So I've got Devin Booker over two and a half three-pointers made. Uh, I agree with that as well. And that was sort of what lent to this one. So yeah. I could tease it, but there you go. Yep. He went 0 for 4 in the last game. Before that, he had 3, 3, 4, and 5 threes. And I think he's going to get, I think he's going to have that close to that Steph Curry type game with 6 to 7 in this game. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that makes sense. I think for my last one, I, you know, this is going to be one of those scenarios where, again, it's painful, but it is what it is. The guy that I don't like, but the difference maker, I think, in this series, DeAndre Ayton, I'm going over points, rebounds, assists, 31 mm -hmm. and a half. Uh, I just think it's the Ayton Booker show. Yeah. And not to say that the Mavs still can't pull it off, but those are the two guys that I think are going to be the tough stops for uh, the Mavs. So I know all three of mine are from the same game. So mix and match with crashes. Uh, etc. Uh, but again, minor Luca over nine and a half rebounds, Booker over 27 and a half real points, and Aiton over 31 and a half PRA. Do you want to review yours real quick? Yep. Grayson Allen under 13 and a half fantasy Yay. score, <laughs> Jason Tatum over 48 fantasy score, and Devin Booker over two and a half three pointers made. Fantastic. 
All right, we've done it. We've done our first MLB NBA dual podcast. It's an yeah. hour long, but you got both of them. It's mm-hmm. all you need, everything you need for the entire day. So we hope that you've enjoyed this. Please give us some comments, let you know if you like it. We'll get the timestamps on there so you don't have to fish around to find uh, the NBA or MLB part of it. Right. And, uh, you know, give us a thumbs up here on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button, hit the little alert. Thank you to both of our sponsors for the two podcasts, Prize Picks and for uh, betus.com.pa. So it's going to be a fun day of sports, Crash. Yeah, hopefully we're not uh, crying in our beers tonight, but <laughs> yeah. I hope not. Yeah. What's it would be spectacular if they both could win. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Well, enjoy all the fantastic sports. Come and join us. We'll be in D- Discord all day here getting ready for everything, following the weather and baseball, any news on Robert Williams for NBA. We'll follow all the everything right up until Locke, all the beat writer and coach speak. So uh, just go to dfscoachtalk.com. You can sign up there. If you want to check us out on Twitter, we're at dfscoachtalk. Crash is at jpdavis1982, and I am at Joe Sarvati. All right, Crash, I appreciate you. This has been a real tester. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's been fun, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully we have uh, a fantastic prize picks DFS and our teams win, and we'll all be happy. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my man, appreciate it. Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. We'll certainly be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA and MLB DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, and prize picks.